Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. Hello, Firecrackers, and welcome to a new episode of The Honest Uproar. Today, we have Kazen from Australia. She is one of the founders of Project Athlete, and she's joining us today to talk about several subjects which are very interesting. How are you, Kazen? I'm well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. So I want you to please tell us, uh, me and the audience, uh, about yourself, anything you want to share. Yeah, cool. So, um, you know, like you said, my name is Kaysan. I currently am living in a place called Echuca, which is about three hours inland of Melbourne, which is probably the, you know, the most notable city uh, for people outside of Australia. And I am the director and host of a company called Project Athlete. So, the director part, uh, it's a two-part company. So Project Athlete um, Alone is a online health company. Um, and so we have two main programs. We have the 444 Challenge, which is a four kilos, four weeks for $40. So it's really just an entry, an entry program. Um, and then we have a more substantial 12-week transformation program as well, which is very, very in-depth. So uh, what's unique, I guess, about our programs is they are designed and promoted by professional athletes. However, um, what we do is we bring in specialized nutritionists, we bring in specialized master, mindset mastery, and we use professional athletes pro, uh, like profile and platform to actually present the information and promote it as well. So we really want to use their platform to have a positive impact on the health industry. And then the second component of the company is a online success series where I interview, um, it's actually online and offline. Um, I interview professional athletes and the objection of using their stories is basically just to motivate and encourage people to hear that even people who are the most high performers in their industry, um, I just like people to hear that they've got as many ups as they do downs and there's just so much that comes to being a high performer. But no matter what, you know, we want people to follow their passion and their dreams and um yeah, so I am the director of the company. I originally founded the company. I saw a gap in the marketplace. I had another health company and I was a sponsor for a professional basketball team, a nutrition sponsor. And when I was just dealing with the, you know, with the athletes, I noticed the impact that they used to have on people and how much reach they basically had. So I wanted to basically use professional athletes for positive compared to one, not using their, their name at all or them just getting, you know, paid advertisements. So that was sort of the first reason. And then the second reason is um, I saw a real opportunity to teach professional athletes another skill set and how to use their current skill set to start businesses 
uh, whether it be online or or in person. So that was the original idea behind uh, Project Athlete. And I had two business partners. So my first business partner, uh, Tori Craig, actually got drafted to the NBA not long after we started the company. So he went to the Denver Nuggets and he's, he's doing amazing. So I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. And then my, um, you know, my second business partner, DJ Newbill, he is listed as my co-founder on the website and he features in uh, the 12-week program. Um, and he really, uh, you know, changed what I was able to do with the company and and added a lot of value. And uh, yeah, so I'm forever grateful for him. But as it stands at the moment, it is uh, solely solely my company. That's great. And are your yeah. services online, or do you have also a physical location in Australia? No, everything is online, and that is for two main reasons. One, people are super busy. And even though there is a portion of the marketplace that still likes to go to a facility, there's a bigger portion that likes to get everything, you know, given directly to them online. Uh, so we decided to go down that that route. And the other the other reason is I have and am designing my life to be exactly what I want. And one of the areas that I want is, you know, complete freedom, essentially. So, um, you know, I have set it up so I can work literally from from anywhere at, at any time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's all online. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm actually also a digital nomad aspirer. <laughs> I'm working for right. that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, keep going because it is definitely achievable. That's awesome. So what yeah. type of people? Um, do you cater to? Like, who are your clients? Purely from passion, um, the people that I want to market to the most are people that just have fucking had enough. You know, they are. There's a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert in Eat, Love, Pray, and it's basically like, uh, it's not word for word, but it, it's pretty much like transformation starts when people have just had enough of their own bullshit. You know, they're sick of their own story. So. I really resonated with that for my own personal journey and and I believe a lot of people get to that stage. So they're the people that I mainly want to help. Uh, I use health because it's what I know uh, and I use a lot of personal development within the health programs because I believe personal development is the key. Uh, personal development, self-evolution is the key to transformation in health. So anyone really, but that that's the people that I love to work with the most, the people that are just ready for change. Because when, you know, you have to be ready to change. It doesn't just, it's a lot more work if you're forcing it on yourself. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So our 12-week program though is directed at men because DJ is a 28-year-old professional athlete male. So, you know, that program is directed at men. Um, I'm in the process of getting a 12-week female athlete to uh, complete the other side of, of the um, program. But our 444 challenge, that's open to everyone because there is no exercise with that challenge. The 444 challenge is time management, nutrition, and uh, mindset mastery. They're the three components that we focus on with that one. So um, it's a little easier to have it open to both sexes because they're not copying any one sex in regards to the, in regards to the exercise. So, yeah. That's interesting. And do you get more women or men signing up for the 444 challenge? Honestly, a bit of both, a bit of both, lots of couples, lots of couples, people doing it together. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's so, cool having like yeah. a buddy, <laughs> a support buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's easier for them in regards to the cooking and stuff like that, you know, someone, mm-hmm. and so, someone to hold them accountable. And you look, we made it $40. Um, so it's accessible. So people are happy to pay that type of money. So yeah, we yeah. get a lot of both. Awesome. Yeah. What what led you to create your company? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, sure. So, well, I started out as a social work student actually at university. When I was young, I was a terrible student. But, you know, one of my biggest passions is around the programming that society puts on people. And one of the areas that I believe they program us the most is the traditional work uh, route. And so what comes with that out of school is you're told to go to university. And so I went to university first for business, hated it, uh, second for social work, just wasn't a great student. And at age 24, I actually went to nanny for a guy who is very, very high up in a company called Herbalife, uh, which is big in the States. And um, at that stage, I just moved back from living in America and I'd put on about 18 kilos. And I'd been going to the gym for a couple of um, couple of months, and I hadn't lost it, hadn't lost any weight, and I was becoming super demotivated. And yeah, my boss at the time basically just said, "Why don't you try these products?" Um, I got on the products, and I lost seven kilos within the first month. Um, and then the the few months after, you know, I lost the rest of the weight, and. So I fell in love with the products first and foremost, but I was really at a stage in my life where I was just looking at the time I didn't know it, but looking back knowing what I know now, I was really looking for something. Um, and he presented, you know, the business opportunity that comes along with Herbalife and I just grabbed it with both hands and I ran with it, to be honest, not having any interest in health at all pre- previously. So I quit university, started the business. Thank goodness my parents are just the most supporting beings in the world. No matter what I want to do, they're on board. And uh, yeah, they supported me in starting the business. Gratefully, I went really well within that business. Within two years, I was top 2% in the world. Wow. Um, yeah. So I had a, had a lot of help. That doesn't happen on your own. But yeah, so I uh, was fortunate to be in that position. But what Herbalife does as a company is it introduces you to personal development and that's pretty much where my life changed. I heard quotes like, we are our thoughts, uh, your reality, your thoughts create your reality. For you to change, you have to change. And just the concept of those types of quotes and understanding that we are you know, the reality of what goes on in our subconscious just blew my mind basically and I just became obsessed with the personal development industry and becoming, you know, just the best version of myself. So I did uh, Herbalife for six years, six years, yeah, just about six years Um, and then I completely lost my business, my entire business. So I went, you know, just to make the figures even, I went from making, you know, $100 for example down to $20 within a month. So I basically realized that if I ever wanted to earn that type of money again, I had to pretty much start from scratch, but I also had to reinvent myself a bunch of times. So um, yeah, I had already been working in the sporting industry doing sponsoring uh, with my other company. 
And yeah, I guess it all sort of just one foot in front of the other. I created the company, uh, found business partners, obviously. Um, and what I've really done is used my own personal journey with health and put it very much into the programs. And, uh, you know, I obviously outsource and employ people with degrees. So everything's very above board from a legal point of view and a uh, degree point of view and all that sort of stuff that you, you have to have. But what I realized is I am the everyday person, you know, that is on a continuous health journey. So I know the most about getting a health result because I live it every day. So I really tried to bring that personal information into the programs and and we do well because not only do we have professionals with the theory but we also have you know the normal and I put that in quotation marks person uh, idea behind health as well so uh, the combination of both you know leads us to do to do well but it all came from from me wanting to change myself basically yeah that's you know you just touched on something that is really important and it is that Becoming a coach or whatever you want to call it, mentor or consultant, because there's so many names for so many different types of help. Just the fact that you want to help someone else, either a company or people. If you haven't lived the experience yourself, if you don't really understand it, it's so, I mean, it's impossible almost. You just, you can't really get in people's uh, minds and, and read them and feel what they're feeling if you don't if you can't relate with them from a personal point of view? Most definitely, most definitely. And I think, you know, to be authentic, you have to be able to not sympathize. I don't sympathize with people because I do believe we create our own reality, but empathize. You need to be able to relate to them at some stage and you need to be a step ahead of them as well to tell them that it will get better because they need hope as well, you know. So, yeah, most definitely. Personal experience is, you know, is the... Key, I believe, yeah, absolutely. And how did that journey change your your relationship with yourself? Oh man, um, I well, I am literally a completely different human being. Um, but you know, me and my girlfriend, uh, my best friend Hannah, we talk about it all the time. It's grueling. Self evolution, self evolution. Sorry, and personal development, personal growth. However, you want to word it. It's a, it's a real tough process, you know, doing the work, you know, they say do the work in the industry. But basically what I did is I just decided on who I wanted to be, what I wanted to be, and I basically set about finding ways to become, to become her. And I think the thing that you sort of need to understand is it is a journey, you know, you're going to take two steps forward and three steps back sometimes. And and, you know, the thing is at stages you're going to be so tired of the growth that you're just going to want to be stable. But if you are someone that is always searching to be better, you need to do that if you, if you want to become the best version of yourself. Stability is boring, you know, so you, you'll be stable for a period of time and then you're like, okay, this, I'm over this, you know, what can I do next? Um, but I also am a big believer of nothing is ever in the way of where you're going. It's always on the way of where you're going. So those periods of, of you know, stability or just um, stagnation, I guess, for, for a better word, are part of the journey as well. So just, you know, giving yourself a break from not growing. But 
you know, I used to be reactive. I used to be obnoxious. I used to be opinionated, super ignorant. And um, none of those things are beneficial for the, for the human evolution. So uh, I basically had to go about changing and stripping, you know, stripping myself back, my personality back and, and getting to the deep-seated, deep-seated traumas, I guess, that are in your, in your subconscious. And I don't mean trauma in the most dramatic way. I just mean things that, you know, we haven't cleared emotionally, uh, energy-wise and stuff like that. So I have done Dr. Joe Dispenza. I have done Dr. Martini. They're probably two of my favorites. But I've also uh, recently just come back from a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat, which is basically you go to a location um, and for... 12 hours a day you meditate for 18 hours a day you um, fast and within that period time period you there's no writing there's no reading there's definitely no talking there's no eye contact there is minimal sleeping you you know there's no exercise no yoga nothing so you are basically putting yourself as a human in the most uncomfortable position and you are you are letting whatever needs to come up come to the top, and um, you know. So I've done science based evolution. I've done you know meditation evolution, and um, yeah, I basically just completely redesign myself, and I continue to do so. You're listening to the Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. Uh, how about the change that you see in your clients, their mindset specifically, not the changes in their bodies? And Because after you exercise and you, you know, the nutrition part is really important for you to take care of your, of your, your body. Your body physical is your, body. Yep. Yeah, your physical body is your vessel and it is important to take care of it. It's all about self-care in all of the ways. But what about the change in their mindset? What do you see in your clients? It's interesting. Uh, I think the biggest thing I see is their ability to know that they can do it. I think, you know, people have such strong limiting beliefs. Um, And it's interesting, you know, I took my niece to a fun park and she's 18 months old. So there's two of them. One's a little bit more fearless than the other. And there was this slide and I got to the top of the slide and it is literally like straight down. And I took her up there and her mum was at the bottom of the slide. And I said, like, once I saw how steep it was, I sort of called out to her mum and I'm like, you want Astrid to go down this? And she's like, yeah, just throw her down. And Astrid just got up there. You know, she's, she's literally 18 months old. She got up there and she just went straight down this slide. And I got to the top and my physiology, physiology, do you know what I'm trying to say? My um, <laughs> yeah, my human, my human sister. I, oh, I can never get that. I can never get that word right when I think about getting it right. So my human system basically was just like, stop. That's too steep. You know, like, and I was instantly afraid of it. And then my conscious mind clicked on and was like, your 18 year old niece just went down. Get down the slide. So you know, there was. I definitely had a limiting belief instantly about going down this slide. And that is just an analogy for how people go through their lives, you know? So I think people are instantly afraid of anything that is the unknown. And we are programmed like that. Um, That is how 
we are controlled, you know, and I believe that. So I think the biggest thing that I see is if there are only small steps, especially in the four-week programs, but when they start to, you know, lose, you know, 1.6 kilos in a week, they're like, wow, this actually works, you know, and it's just those little steps in the right direction that they can change. Mm-hmm. And I mean, change is is a million little steps, you know, there's no real big leaps. And if you do have big leaps, you're in trouble because you're going to fall right back down. So, you know, it's that's probably the biggest thing, the lifting of the of the limiting belief around their mindset and their health for sure. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Right before we started recording, you and I were talking about limiting beliefs imposed by society. And one of them was, you know, motherhood. Yes. So let's let's get into that. You told me you are, have not yet decided if you want to become a mother, but I yes. think your point of view is really interesting. So could you share it with us? Yeah, for sure. So I guess, you know, me, for me, when I was younger, I thought I would be married and have kids by 30. And as I got older and moved into this personal development space and, you know, self-evolution, I realized that women are, you know, well, look, we're, we're programmed by society for a lot of things. But one of the areas for women is that we're programmed to believe that we should want to have kids. And that's what women do. You know, they have kids, they look after the household, they have to have a man. Um, and you know, we have to buy houses. So there is just this dialogue of programming for women. And I have a strong objection to being programmed by society and following the norms in any regard. Um, but especially this one, because I just don't think women are made to feel comfortable enough with wanting to choose their own, you know, future. So I, you know, I strongly believe that we're the only ones that can serve our sense of self. Um, and so over the last few years for myself, I've dedicated myself to becoming whole on my own. You know, that was really important to me, um, whole without children and whole without a man. Um, but that does not mean I don't want both. You know, I just want to go into any situation feeling like I can sustain myself if anything was to ever happen to them, basically. And so for me, that process was, you know, I found a career that I absolutely love. Project Athlete is my baby and everything that comes along with it. And it really, you know, sets my soul on fire every day. So in saying that, knowing the type of mother that I would want to be, um, I would, I had an amazing an amazing mother. She is, she, you know, she literally blows my mind. The, the amount of support that she has and has given, given us kids and the amount of freedom that she's given us to become who we actually want to be. She's, they've, they've never imposed any of society's norms on us. So, I'm, you know, that is a blessing. And I, but I also think I was given that type of mother for a reason. Um, so knowing the type of mother that I want to be, which is a present hands-on mother, um, I understand that I would, you know, be giving myself wholly and completely to another being. Um, and I just don't know if I have it in me to want to do that, essentially, you know. Um, so I don't know if I want to give up what currently sets my soul on fire. Now, there's going to be women that say you can do both and you might be able to, I don't know, because I haven't been there yet, but from the types of mothers that I see, they don't do both. 
they're usually one or the other or they usually do both half-heartedly and that's not something I want for myself but I think the the main the main challenge is that people don't feel comfortable to make that choice because of the stigma and the programming society puts on us um and and for me I am fully fully against that um, so I don't really give a shit what anyone does. Like I genuinely don't care. People serve their own sense of life, high, highest values and hierarchies and I understand that. So my only issue is that we are made to feel like we have to do it and um, and I don't think that's right basically. So, yeah, that's my view on uh, mothering and children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I completely agree with you in the sense that uh, I think human beings in general need to find their own purpose inside of themselves and not validation from outside. That's for sure. Uh, and Definitely. You, you said a word uh, earlier in our interview, you said being authentic or authenticity. I've been hearing this word a lot lately. And it's people just wanting to find that real self, that that part of themselves that actually shines out there and just is passionate about whatever they do and and they're just you know happy it's just being happy basically um yes i think um sorry to cut you off no go ahead just connection people are craving connection you know and it's because we are connected more than ever but we are not connecting basically and so as soon as someone comes around that shines from the inside out that is very powerful and people can feel that and a lot of people can't articulate why they feel it because they're not connected to their intuition or their soul you know all that gut feeling that that we all have uh, but they can feel it for mm. sure yeah no, absolutely absolutely and uh it's funny because i think like for me when you see those people especially women because men uh, they're a whole different breed uh, but when you see all these women, because, you know, the thing, the take that I have on society is that everything, well, especially in, uh, in our societies, which are more, uh, the values are more, um, Western. So Western societies, you know, those with the values that come from Western society, uh, everything that has been done to women for the past several hundred years has been to tame them in a way. So it's like crushing your self-esteem and crushing your self-worth and crushing that confidence because that's the way to tame women. And then, of course, back in the 60s, 70s, we had all this feminist liberation and trying to fight for women's rights and whatnot. Yes. And things are changing. Uh, But you still see that. Like You still see that oppression, like psychological oppression, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. on women. So when you see a woman with that inner light shining through really hard and you see that for me is total 100% empowerment and that is awesome. Yes. I mean, look, you know, I get uh, one of the, well, Dr. D. Martini's main philosophy is the law of duality, you know, and that basically is that everything has as many benefits as it does drawbacks. And I think women empowerment for a society definitely has that. You know, there's as many, there's as many benefits as there are, there are drawbacks because it is, you know, hard work being a woman that doesn't necessarily want to follow the norm. You know, um, dating for a woman with authentic power 
can be a bit of a shit show. You know, men think that they want a woman that brings as much, maybe more to a table than them. But the reality of dealing with a woman like that is hard work. And you have to have a complete inner authentic confidence as a male to, you know, be able to handle a woman like that. So, you know, I think for women, there's definitely the pros and cons of having such authentic empowerment, you know, Mm. but it really, again, comes down to what serves your sense of self the most. Do you get more fulfillment being in a relationship or do you, and playing down so you don't hurt a man's ego, or do you get uh, even though lonely at times, more fulfillment, setting your soul on fire and being alone because no one's trying to oppress you, you know? So it really just comes down to what each individual person needs, I guess, to to feel. Yeah. But, but that, I mean, not to say that all men are like that because I have met some men that are all for and really not only understand, but they value uh, a woman who has actually found her way uh, yes. in her heart, in her soul, in her mind. And they not only they value it, but they actually admire it. And I think that's great. I mean, there's not too many of them out there that I have met, but I come from a mm-hmm. very conservative, very sexist country, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But definitely there are men like that. And I think if uh, people who decide to have children can raise them, their kid, their sons, to think that way. Yes. Then we'll definitely most have definitely. a most different world from here in 20 years down the line, basically. Yes, for sure. And I think um, the best example of that, I mean, uh, from a global point of view is probably Brene Brown. You know, she speaks about how her and her husband raised their children mm-hmm. and it is very progressive um, and just, you know, showing auth- complete authenticity, I think. Yeah. So, um, there are definitely people that are aware of of the differences that society needs to make and are, you know, raising their children accordingly because that's essentially, like you said, where it starts with the kids and then and how they raise their their sons, I guess, and daughters. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. well, it's been such a pleasure to have you here, Kaysen. Um, Is there anything you would like to add before I let you go? No, not at all. I think we I think we covered some great topics, uh, some important topics, and uh, it's been a pleasure being here chatting with you. It's so easy and refreshing to just talk about something that I, you know, love. So thanks so much for having me yeah. on your show. Thank you for coming. And I'll leave you guys uh, the link to Kaysen's website, Project Athlete, so you can check it out. And uh, thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, Continue fueling your inner fire.